0: Join me in the Gospel of Matthew. If you have your Bibles with you, there's also Bibles in your uh, chair racks in front of you. Turn, to me, turn with me in Matthew chapter 4. If you want to take some notes? There's also uh, some spaces on the backside of your bulletin if you want to uh, jot some ideas down today that you hear from uh, the word of the Lord. In Matthew chapter 4, we're given this calling that Jesus says to his disciples, come and follow me. He he brings them from where they were into another place. It's like a separation, right? They're leaving their nets behind, for they were fishermen. In fact, James and and John even leave their father behind, leaving their families to follow Jesus. It's It's an invitation that's extended, as we hear it, in faith, to come and walk in the ways of the Lord, to be his brothers and sisters, disciples of his, members of the kingdom of God. And there's a separation that goes on in this invitation. Let's talk about that a little bit, what that separation looks like and and means for us as God's people. You remember early on in in some of those uh, science classes you had as a a youngster, that you'd put water into a beaker, and then you'd pour oil into that beaker. And what happened? The oil and water didn't mix. They separated, right? No, this is not a beer. This is oil and water. I know you, you were thinking there. That's oil and water. Right? <laughs> that separates. They can't be joined together. As oil and water are in a beaker together, they're separate. Let's think about that as, as, it, uh, as it uses uh, our lives as an example. That we're in the world. We live here right now. This isn't our home, but we live here now. Uh, but we're separated from it. By that invitation of Jesus who has called each one of us, come and follow me. For some of us, that invitation was heard as an adult, like these disciples, Peter and Andrew and James and John. And for others of us, it began very early in life, like today for Elizabeth, come and follow me. This separation that Jesus gives to us as calling us to be his disciples moves us from the kingdom of this world into an eternal kingdom of our heavenly father, even though we live in the world. And with that calling as his men and women, this separation sometimes comes at a great cost and with great difficulty. In fact, we can even see that today as as we join with Jesus in verse 12 of Matthew chapter 4. Jesus heard that John had been put in prison. Now, let's pause there, right? Who's John? John is Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist. And John the Baptist was the forerunner of Jesus who would proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of God is coming near. And Jesus would pick that call up in his own then ministry. And because John was proclaiming that truth, he said it to Herod, who was living in an adulterous relationship with his brother's wife. John said to Herod, repent. And Herod didn't like that. And because of that, John was put in prison for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of truth. For the sake of the calling in which we've been given in Jesus Christ to proclaim that truth, a separation happened. And Jesus and his cousin John would never see each other again. For shortly, John would be beheaded for being faithful to the truth. That's painful. And Jesus was also, we hear, picking up in verse 12, withdrawing to Galilee. You see, Jesus was down in that region of Jerusalem, Bethany, he had just finished with the temptations and was being brought back then by the Spirit into Jerusalem and that area of Bethany. Bethany, where he had dear friends, Mary and, and Martha and, uh, and Lazarus, where he kind of had a southern home base there where he was cared for and could find housing and food and people cared for his needs there. And now he's leaving that area and going back up to Galilee, Galilee. Which, is in the, which has the town of Nazareth in it, his, um, his hometown, and the town of Capernaum, which would become his new town. We see in verse 13 that while Jesus was in Galilee, he left his hometown, Nazareth, and went and lived in Capernaum, this new village by the Sea of Galilee, which was by the lake in the area of Zebulun and Naphtali. Wow! There's a lot of separation that Jesus is dealing with here, leaving friends behind leaving his hometown behind, establishing his, uh, his home in a new place, and not only in a new place called, called Capernaum, but in this place that's known in the Old Testament as Zebulun and Naphtali. These were two of the tribes of Israel. And Zebulun and Naphtali were notoriously evil. They had left behind their call into the covenant graces of Yahweh in the Old Testament, and gone after the idols and the ways of the world that they were called out of, but they went back into. And now Jesus is there. In a land, as Scripture calls it, filled with darkness. This is where Jesus was established. In this place, but not of it. kind of like you and me, in this world of darkness, but not of it. And Jesus came into this region and began to pick up that message of the kingdom that we hear brings separation, a division. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. With that message that Jesus is speaking of the kingdom... That message is, is given to us as people where we're moving in a, in a certain path, a certain direction. And the, the, that message, repent, stops us in our tracks. And the kingdom's message of, of God's spirit in our heart says, Turn in a new direction and walk in a new way according to the ways of what I'm calling you into. A new life of faith in the kingdom, in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and, and you know as well as I do, when that stopping happens... And a new direction is given. And we're called to leave behind old, familiar, sinful ways. Sometimes that's very painful. Because there's people in our lives, bad influences, that we need to leave behind as we walk in this faith. Sure, we'll still love them and care for them and have the message of forgiveness in our hearts for them and and speak to them and the truth and love. But sometimes we need to separate ourselves like Jesus did. From these influences in, in life. And not there, it's not just people, right? It's, it's other influences. That, that Jesus tears us away from. And moves us in a new direction of his calling. Come and follow me. From that time on, this was the message that Jesus would preach. And it was a message that would eventually lead him to his death. John the Baptist was beheaded and jesus was crucified for speaking this truth repent for the kingdom of heaven is that gracious call to walk in the ways of the lord but but we don't always hear it that way do we when the lord is speaking particularly to my heart i don't hear it as an invitation i hear it as a a condemnation because he knows i'm wrong And he wants me to be holy as he is holy. He wants me to be forgiven and set apart for his purposes. And the only way that he can do that is to to move me in a new direction. Out of darkness into light. From the land of my own Zebulun and Naphtali into his kingdom. To us who are being saved, who hear this message as an invitation... It is the power of God in that cross of Jesus Christ. A cross in which the world would look at and say, look, the very one who you believe in was put to death. And we would say, yes, he was put to death. And with him I die for the forgiveness of my sins, that I might be moved in a new direction in that invitation to be his follower, to come and follow him, not in my sinful ways, but in the ways of his kingdom. Because I know... We know that the power of the cross divides and separates us from our sinful human nature. From the power that the devil would want to cling to us in the the condemnation of death and, and the judgment that I deserve. That's left behind in the death of Jesus Christ and in his resurrection which comes after this death. So we are given a new life. A new life in which we too join with Christ Jesus coming after Him and following a separation out of the world and into the kingdom even as we still live in the kingdom or in the world as members of his kingdom it's like it's like we're oil and water (laughs) now what does that look like and mean for our lives as we we hear this gracious call come and follow me we can pick up some cues from Jesus in the following verses of Matthew chapter, uh, chapter 4. In verse 18, we pick it up and hear that Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee. So he had made his home in Capernaum. He had left behind, separated himself, and was now called into his obedient position as a follower of the, the, the will of his, his father and, and to bring light to this darkened place called Zebulun and Naphtali. And we hear, picking up in verse 14, that Jesus was doing this to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah, land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. Oh, (laughs) who's that? But this very one who's walking beside the Sea of Galilee, Jesus, the very Son of God, And on those living in the land of the shadow of death, well, that's us. Ah, a light has dawned. Not just Zebulun and Naphtali, but you and me, of whom Jesus comes with the light of his salvation and separates us from darkness into the kingdom of his light as his children. We have left behind the darkness of our condemnation, of our sin, and the curse of that sin, which is death. We've left that behind in Christ Jesus. Friends, don't go back into the tomb. You've been released from death. Live now as we do in the joy of a new life, in a new direction in his kingdom. The old has gone. The new has come. And we walk in that ways of his kingdom as new creations. Friends, let that be a daily reminder for us, right? When we rise out of bed, when we lay our head down at night, in all of the hours in between that we walk as children of light, members of his kingdom, people of faith. And we do so in this way. We pick it up in verse 19. In this invitation that Jesus says to Peter and Andrew and James and John, come and follow me, and I'll send you out to do something a little different. Peter and and Andrew, James and John, they were fishermen. They knew all about the Sea of Galilee, what it was like to... To to fish in those deep waters. What it was like to fish on a calm day, and when to pull the nets in because a storm was coming, and get back to shore. They knew all the 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 places where the the fish were um, uh, not swarming. What do you call them? Um, pot uh, schooling. Thank you. Where they were schooling and moving, and where they were at the certain times of day, and what day. They knew all about this. But Jesus is saying, "Guess what, guys? You may know all about the Sea of Galilee, but I got a new direction for you. I'm going to send you out to be." Fishers of, of people. And James, John, Peter, Andrew, they left everything behind, even their family. For you and me, when we hear this invitation of Jesus, come and follow me. You know, that's, that's, that's not just a once-in-a-lifetime invitation. That's a daily invitation. Come and follow me. Let me do something new with your life. Okay, you got a job, yeah. You've got school, Okay. You've got responsibilities. Yeah, I know. But let me use you in new ways in those very things in which you do every day. Let me send you out as a new creation in me to those very people that you see every day, starting with your family and starting with those people at work and at school. And and let let me work in you to be the influence that I've called you to be in their lives for my sake. Something new that they would see in you because of me. One of the blessings the Spirit gives to us in His newness that we exercise among ourselves in the church is called the giftedness of the Spirit, or spiritual gifts. And the Lord God has given us by His Spirit a gift, at least one. Uh, Some might be blessed with more than one, but with great blessing comes great responsibility as well. All of us have the opportunity to discover, discern that gift, And then employ it. Now friends, that's my job as pastor in this office, as your pastor. Is to equip the saints for works of service in the kingdom of God. And my job is to help you discern and discover and then employ your spiritual giftedness. We're going to be working on that this year together as God's people. We're going to do it slowly We're going to do it purposely in the discernment of the Spirit. We'll do it walking in the ways in which he reveals to us day by day. So that your giftedness might bring glory to God in this new life he's called us into in his kingdom. To come and follow me that I'm making you fishers of people. My mission through you. And those disciples followed Jesus. And as they did so, Jesus went around then throughout Galilee. He was teaching in their synagogues. He was proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. He was healing every disease and sickness among the people. And guess what happened when this good news of the kingdom was spread? News about him went out and large crowds followed him. Isn't it the desire of our Heavenly Father... For the good news of his salvation to go out so that people would be connected to him. You know, whether we grow by one person or not in the kingdom is not our responsibility. That's the Lord's. Whether we spread the news or not for one person is brought into the kingdom. That's our business. And we'll enjoy the blessings of the Lord in all the ways that he's going to provide for us. We trust him for that. Our mission, our perspective Uh, Our purpose, I should say, is to get that good news out so that more and more people would be connected to their Savior, to your Savior, to our Savior, and hear that gracious invitation. Come and follow me. Come and follow me as a disciple of my kingdom. Let me move you from this world into the kingdom, separated so that you might have the purpose of being claimed in eternity as I am your Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, how much we celebrate and give thanks for the work of Jesus in our hearts and lives, for separating us out from the world and into your kingdom that gives us a whole new way to walk and live in following you. Use, O oh Lord, your spirit among us in powerful ways. We know you're going to bless in all those ways that you have already prepared and you receive the glory and the honor in all of that blessing. We simply want to be faithful. Faithful as you call us in your ways as your sons and daughters, as brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, as he lives in us for your praise. In Jesus' name, we give you thanks and pray. Amen. Friends, may the peace of God that passes our understanding that we know in the Holy Spirit that keeps us united as his body lead us forward in these ways to the glory of his holy name and the purpose of our invitation the invitation of jesus that we hear in our hearts and lives come and follow him amen